Educator Escape is brought to you by TFT Supplies. Does your principal know that TFT Supplies has 55 cent earbuds? Check out tftsupplies.com. Hello and welcome to Educator Escape. I am Seth Tripp and today is Friday, June 1st, 2018. Um, This is our sixth episode here at Educator Escape. Thank you for those of you that have uh, been listening and welcome to those of you that are just now starting to listen. Uh, If you haven't checked out our other episodes, I please encourage you to do so, especially the last one, episode five, which is our interview with Kristen Gallagher. Kristen is a teacher in a one-room schoolhouse in Oneida Township, Michigan, in the middle of the mitten, um, as we like to say. And uh, go check out part one of that interview with Kristen Gallagher. Uh, That is episode five. You can find that on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can go there and check those episodes out. Or you can go check out our new website, educatorscape.com. It has all of the... Uh, podcasts available for you for downloads. You can download it right onto your phone. Um, so go ahead and go check that out, educatorscape.com. Also, I just put up a new blog post on there about building a community free of fear. So um, go ahead and check that out. Go be encouraged. Uh, share it. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, go ahead and do so. Uh, on today's podcast, we're going to have Zed of the Daily Circus podcast in for our This Week in Education segment, uh, our second one. Zed is the other host of the Daily Circus podcast. Um, I really enjoyed having my conversation with him and discussing some news in education. Uh, one story talking about voucher programs, other ones talking about end-of-the-year senior pranks that are going on, so a little serious little fun. Um, I hope that you will check it out. So please listen in and enjoy uh, my conversation with Zed of the Daily Circus Podcast. Hello and welcome to our This Week in Education segment of the Educatorscape Podcast. I am Seth Tripp. Uh, This week I have Zed from the Daily Circus podcast joining us this week. How you doing, Zed? Hey, I'm good, Seth. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you. Um, we had Chris on last week, and he is the uh, the more the right leaning um, of the two of you, and you offer the other perspective on the podcast. So, kind of tell us what uh, you like from the podcast, and kind of what your role is on there. Yeah, sure. So um, this is a really weird way to describe myself, but I like to call myself a left-leaning libertarian, which I know is sort of a double negative. But um, I, I believe in in pretty much uh, the traditional protections under the Constitution, such as extreme uh, freedom of speech, extreme freedom of the press, that kind of thing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I believe that uh, corporations are ruining our lives and we're just letting it happen okay very different perspectives for sure i enjoy both i listen to it uh, i haven't listened to your new one you just had a new one um come out 
today or yesterday? Yeah, we actually just released a new episode today. It's on the Alex Jones lawsuit. So if you're not familiar with that, uh, the parents, several of the parents at Sandy Hook are suing Alex Jones for defamation. So um, go check out the podcast and see what all that's about. That's, that sounds pretty cool. I'm going to go check that out. Um, again, thank you for joining me. Um, we're going to get right into it. Um, our first story is uh, it's a WAPO story, a Washington Post story, and it talks about the only federally funded voucher program in the country, which is ironically in the nation's capital, um, that this year they did a, a study and found that the students that went into the voucher programs in D.C. scored 10% lower on their math scores than students who remained in public schools. So we ha they have this, um, it's the, the D.C. Opportunity Scholarship Program. There's 1,100 students in it for elementary and high school students, and they give eight to $12,000 for uh, vouchers for private school. And for those of you that don't know how the voucher system works is that you have, um, you enter, the kids enter into a lottery. Well, the kids don't enter the lottery. The parents enter the lottery uh, and put their kids into it and they're selected and they're added to a, a private school um, or not. And so this study uh, took the kids that were not selected for uh, the program and compared them to the kids that were selected to the program and found that the bot the other ones are 10% um, lower when it comes to math, which seems to be counterintuitive to what our glorious leader, Betsy DeVos, is, is telling us. So, uh, Zed, what do you, how do you, how does this not prove over again that the federal government has no clue what they're doing when it comes to the voucher program. Well, you know, I am not really for voucher programs and that's because basically what you're doing is you're, you're just giving a, a set amount of dollars to parents and allowing them to just send their kids to a school. But you know, the thing is every private school that I've ever seen costs more than the vouchers ever give you. Right. So what you end up doing is just subsidizing parents who are already sending their kids to really expensive Catholic schools. Um, and then the other kids, uh, maybe they're going to some privatized school where Betsy DeVos has to stand at the front of the classroom for 10 minutes and uh, try and figure out the difference between your and your before she teaches the students. But, uh, you know, I, really, most of this is just subsidizing people who already have enough money to send their kids to private school. Yeah, I mean, it, now I'm based out of uh, out of St. Louis, so, so these schools people I think will connect with. If you look at the the schools in um, St. Louis to get the highest marks in terms of private schools, you're looking at a school like John Burroughs, which costs twenty five thousand five hundred dollars a year to go to so if and the 12,000 that they're getting so they're not even covering half of the tuition we know that low-income parents unless they get some sort of academic or uh, 
athletic scholarship that they're not going to go to John Burroughs. So what's the what's the point of the program other than you know supplementing the the rich? It seems, or at least the or at least the middle class. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely seems that way. I guess you could make the argument that there is going to be this certain segment of the middle class that then is going to maybe be able to afford a private school that couldn't afford it before. But let's make no mistake here. By no means do these voucher programs send poor kids to private schools. I mean, there are some charter schools. The charter schools are different than the private schools. And the you can do... Um, you can do lotteries for those, and a lot of them don't don't cost. Like for instance, when I interviewed with um, Kristen Gallagher last week on um, uh, for the school Strange School, that kids apply to go to that school, uh, and then they're selected, but it doesn't cost any money for them. So it seems like what happens is is we get these lower income kids that are sort of that don't want to go to public school that they're kind of forced to go to the charter schools which typically they tend to be you know students of different ethnicities and then you have you know the middle class which tend to be white students so you're sort of like segregating your schools in in a way it's it, at least in my opinion that's kind of how I see it well, that makes sense. I mean, really, we never stopped segregation. We just uh, stopped government-sanctioned segregation. So, uh, so segregation in many aspects of our life exists today to this, uh, I mean, to this very day. I, you know, if you take a look at um, just, you know, any neighborhood, you go drive through a city, it's segregated. Uh, a lot of the schools, by that means, are then segregated. So, while we no longer have government-sanctioned segregation, we still have uh, societal segregation just based on, uh, you know, preferences of where people are moving. And then not references, but also economic differences. And and it doesn't seem to be getting any better for the people who are really in need of, like, it'd be one thing if, if there was, like, a cap on how much you could make to get a voucher. But there doesn't seem to be any sort of cap for that program. I mean, you just enter your kid's name into a lottery, and you know there's no other requirements other than you can write your child's name onto a ping pong ball and put it in the little spinner. Like I've seen them do it. They, you know, a number, or whatever, this name, and you make it. And well, yeah. I mean, that seems to be another problem to me is why are we doing this through a lottery? This seems like the craziest system. Lotteries are never a good idea. Have these people not read Shirley Jackson? You're going to have you're going to have to to inform me on Shirley Jackson. I need to. It's Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. I, I'm showing my my lack of culture that I have heard, but I have not. I've not indulged. It's a pretty good short story. You should uh, you should take a take a look. Okay. What's the what's the gist of Shirley Jackson's The Lottery? Well, when you win the lottery, you get stoned. You get stoned. You know that yeah, like like with actual stones. Oh, like not, oh, not like <laughs> you're like not like you're like toking. 
Like, yeah, no, oh. I, like you hang out with Bob Marley for an evening, like uh, biblical times stoning. Okay. I like the other version better, personally. Yeah, the other version would be preferable. Um, ironically, I did listen to something this week that said that people who win the lottery are more depressed than people who, like, like don't. Like, there's a higher, a higher depression level among lottery winners than non-lottery winners. Yeah, well, I think, you know, when you look at trying to manage that level of wealth without having slowly gained that level of wealth, I mean, you know, there's a certain skill set just in wealth management. It can be, I'm sure, overwhelming, although I'm up for the challenge if anybody <laughs> wants me a couple mil. Me too, you know. I, I just want people to pay off my my student loans. Just pay off my student loans, and I'll, and, and that's fine. I just want that much lottery money. I don't need to be extravagant. Just only a hundred thousand dollars. That's all that I need. You know. Um, I'll kind of move on to something a little more not so uh, serious. I, uh, of course, at the end of the year, you have you have these senior pranks right before graduation. Um, did you have? Did you guys? Did you do a senior prank when you were in school? You know, I was actually kind of antisocial and rebellious i was actually uh part of a straight edge metal band which is very weird <laughs> for high school students and uh so i i was i really didn't run with the crowd that was doing the pranks uh but did your class do said pranks even though you did not partake in them um, you know what? If they did, it was so insignificant in my memory that I, I don't remember it. Oh, yeah. I don't think we did. There were rumors that we were going to, and then I never saw anything. So it must not be as high of a thing as, like, I think it is. But um, this week we found a couple of pretty good prank stories. Uh, the first one was is in wisconsin and it is a school in wisconsin that uh they came to the building in the morning it's a cumberland high school and it looked like there was a car that was through the principal's office so it wasn't just through the it wasn't through the front door of the building it was through the principal's office and what they had done was they had taken like black duct tape found some junker in the in the junkyard and taking this car and stacked some bricks and they made it look like the car ran through the ran through the building the police said it was like the best prank they'd ever seen they got kudos from the police you know it it was a pretty good you know i did see this in the article there when i was reading it see the picture of the car i have to say those guys maybe have a future in both engineering and interior design. I, I would put that car in my living room. I, it was very, um, it was very well shaped. Gosh, you got to think about the, the, like, that's dedication right there. That's not just like you know, taking like four pigs and taking some paint and writing one, two, and four and releasing them into the school. You know, that's dedication right there. You know, 
Oh yeah, and you know the fact that they called the police—that that was the part that yeah. really got me. It's just like, why are you calling the police? Clearly, it's a prank. There isn't actually a car through the wall. You know, just get the kids to clean it up. Why do we have to call the police every time a student sneezes in our culture now? Oh, because we live, unfortunately, in a world where even high school students are a threat to society. I think I saw, not to get into something sad, but I think I saw last week a story that said that more students died in schools this year than... Um, military members died in battle yeah that is correct we have lost more high school students this year to gun related deaths than we have military uh, members so people that are voluntarily putting their life on the line versus normal citizens it's insane um you brought me the other story can you tell me can you tell me a little about that it's a it's a local story here uh so can you tell me about that Oh, you're talking about the, the story out of Missouri. The story out of Missouri, yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, we have uh, in, in Missouri, in Independence, Missouri, there's this uh, high school student who places a Craigslist ad and he's selling his school. And, and he, it, was, it was somewhere around $12,000 he was going to sell the entire school for. But, you know, I don't live in Independence, Missouri. Maybe it's only worth $12,000. I'm not sure. But, but um, there's... The reason he was selling it so low was because his, his class was graduating, and since his class was graduating, the school then uh, lost value because they would no longer be there. Now, I've seen this as sort of just like a thing, and it's like, oh, you know, I I, I didn't take it seriously at, at all as, as far as, like, it didn't seem malicious. You know, he was just... He was making a, a good joke. He, he probably uh, has a, a future in stand-up or something. But... Uh, they immediately try to discourage this by calling the police about it and then also banning him from walking in graduation for this, which is just totally insane. Well, the thing was, and I'm with you totally on this, the thing was is that in the in the ad it said, uh, and I quote, it's the the it is on sale quote, due to the loss of students coming up, which, I mean, I guess if you don't know where it's coming from, that could sound ominous in a way. Uh, oh, I mean, it, it does sound, especially with all of the things we have happening in the news now, oh, yeah. I, I see where they, you know, think that sounds bad but as soon as you talk to the student you know we we have this thing called conversation that we should do more and as soon as you talk to the student and you realize oh he didn't have malicious intent you know maybe run a retraction on craigslist uh, or something i don't know but you don't make the kid not be able to walk yeah that's just crazy the, the schools the, these days have, have gone completely insane with all of this we must punish the kids into the ground. We have a good episode on the Daily Circus about a kid that got arrested for basically posting on Facebook about uh, a policy decision that he didn't like at his school. We don't have senses of humor anymore, and it's really, it's really kind of sad. Uh, but goodness, I mean, gosh, the guy lists they built a new athletic field, and he lists it as an amenity. And, this, and describe the cafeteria as 
bigger bigger than normal uh, dining room. Like, it's obviously comedy. Like, he's obviously, like, it, it looks like a, a realtor ad. He honestly looked at, like, houses for sale and then, like, did, like, a spoof on it with his school and then the, saying that the school became worthless after they left. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense after having a conversation with the kid how you could suspend it. It makes no sense. Well, Zed, thank you so much for uh, joining us this week. Um, check out their new episode on the Daily Circus podcast. Um, Zed, thank you so much for, for coming on. Yeah, it was a great time. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Be happy to, to come back anytime. All right. Thank you. This has been our week in education. See you later. Thank you so much, Zed, for joining us on the Educator Escape podcast for our second This Week in Education section. If you like what you heard uh, from Zed or from Red last week, check out both of them on the Daily Circus podcast. You can find those on uh, Google Play and iTunes and wherever else you can find um, podcasts at. Or you can also follow them uh, at Daily Circus Podcast on uh, Twitter. Now, in terms of our podcast, I can also be found on at Educator Escape if you want to hit me up there on Twitter. Uh, but another place I want to uh, tell you about is EducatorEscape.com. On there, you can find this episode and the other five episodes that we have, uh, including episode five, which is part one of our interview with One Room Schoolhouse teacher. Uh, Kristen Gallinger. It is a an interview that you do not want to miss. This is a perspective that you will not get uh, anywhere else. I want you to check it out. Kristen is extremely engaging. Um, she is a great interview, um, and it's a perspective that you uh, don't get to hear a whole lot coming from somebody working at a one-room schoolhouse. Now, I want you to go back and listen to that so that on Monday, when part two of it comes out that you will um, be all cut up. So go ahead and check out educatorscape.com, listen to episode five, and then be ready uh, for Monday for that next episode, part two of the interview with Kristen Gallagher. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or TuneIn, uh, please do so. And you can share as well. Oh, one more thing. Kristen told me that she wants uh, you guys to have her email so you are able to contact her with any questions you have about stuff that she does in the classroom. Her email is strange.school at gmail.com. So go ahead and send her an email uh, if you want to get some information from her uh, about what she's doing in the classroom up there at Strange School. Um, that's going to be it for me. Thank you guys for listening. Educator out.